Here we are, episode one, Masashi, we are back, Masashi R&D Sessions with Ross Deeran, and joining us again, How the Intern. Good afternoon, how are we feeling? Very good, good. good. I'm excited, so excited, it's a special, special show. We've got a, we've got a lot planned for the show, so we should kick into it. The, the topic of today is how much protein do we need, pretty broad topic, we'll try and bake it, uh, We'll try and bake it. Oh, we're baking. <laughs> we can bake it. Yeah. Uh, we'll break it down, nice and simple for, for the listeners. Um, but lots happening in sports at the moment. How? What's uh, you got any? You got, got the latest on any current events in sports? Oh well, right off the bat, I've got to say I'm very disappointed to hear about the NBA has just been suspended the remainder of the season, as has the uh, the Italian Serie due to coronavirus. The Italian Soccer League and the NBA, coronavirus, and it's also impacting some of the sports here locally. I got off the phone the other day to um, the Melbourne Storm. They're in sort of lockdown mode. I'm sure it's happening across the AFL, NRL. But crazy, the the footage you showed me the other day of Ronaldo walking into an, uh, an empty stadium. Yeah, with a fake high five, so it was crazy. You know, the Serie A is a massive league, and apparently one defender on Ronaldo's team even has tested positive now, which is... You know, we don't know how this is going to affect sports. We've got the Olympics coming up this year. If that's postponed, you know, it's going to be such a big thing. Big impact, and it, and it must be weird for the players to be um, playing these games in front of, in, in front of an empty stadium. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it must be bizarre, but, you know, um, so sport, show sport, must go on. sport transcends everything. So um, the NBA is completely sort of shut off all games, yeah. or they're still playing without a crowd, or what's the go? Um, today they had a couple of games that they kept playing, I'm not particularly sure, but the rest of the game, the season's done. They're on pause completely. Well, I guess it's just a wait and see what happens. But yeah, it's definitely interesting just to, to see what's happening across the world in sports with coronavirus. And I guess they're just sort of safeguarding. Yeah, Premier League this morning as well. Arsenal versus Man City, called off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, you know, um, Liverpool thought they were going to win the league this year and it might not happen. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Man United fan, but... And there's a reason why we're sitting so far apart as well, mate. Yeah, 1.5 metres. I just don't know. Yeah. We're on lockdown mode here too. <laughs> what else is going on, Hal? What else we got in the world of sport? Well, recently we had a UFC 248, Ramiro versus Adesanya. That was quite an interesting fight. Well, was it? It was. It was. <laughs> you know, if, um, I guess we're kind of purists and uh, we, we thought it was definitely pretty interesting. But, yeah. uh, um, you know, the women's fight on International Women's Day, um, Zhang Weili and Joanna. That was a crazy fight. Amazing. Five-round war. Stole the show. Definitely stole the show from the main event. And um, mad respect for those two. That was that was an insane fight. Two of the most technical fighters. I'm not going to say female fighters, but just two of the most technical fighters I've seen. And just no quit in either of them. It was an awesome fight. But the main event. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mind it. You know, like, Izzy had to do what he had to do. Um, you know, keeping a distance. It's a game plan. And it worked. Um, it was a chess match. Uh, you know, not every chess match ends in a checkmate. Sometimes it's a stalemate, but you know, you've got to get that W. Yeah. Um, Look, two exciting fighters. You look at their previous fights, super exciting. So, um, and, and sometimes styles just make fights. Um, and, and these two, I mean, Israel's a bit of a counter-striker as it is. Romero didn't really take it to him yeah. um, like we'd hoped. But... Um, Look, I, I enjoyed watching it from, from the chess match perspective. Did I want more action? Yeah, I think everyone did. But um, you can't. every fight's not going to be full of action like, like the co-main event. Yeah, and, you know, I'll, I'll never beg on a UFC fighter. What they do, getting into the, the mm. octagon like that, it's, it, it's something else. <laughs> I, I, I've never done it, so I, I, I can never you know, That's it. 
props to anyone that gets in there. And Israel carrying the uh, Nigerian flag has been a bit of a source point for New Zealanders. You being a New Zealander, yeah. what's well, your thoughts on it? You know, uh, I guess I kind of lived a, a similar life script to Israel, except I'm not <laughs> in the UFC, but, you know, I moved from uh, Africa, South Africa to New Zealand at a similar age. And, so um, do, you, do you see an issue with it? I, I don't see an issue, man. Yeah. And sometimes it's uh, about where you're from as much as about where you are. And uh, representing both countries, how is that even an issue? He bears a New Zealand flag probably all the time. Exactly. I, I, th- I think it's good. He embraces his heritage. He represents New Zealand well. There's no harm in representing both countries. Um, they can both embrace him and get behind him. Yeah. But anyway, on to the next UFC champ. <laughs> um, Rob Whitaker just announced his next fight. Well, it's, I've, I've seen a plenty, plenty of news stories. I don't know if it's um, completely official, but it looks like um, they're targeting Rob versus Darren Till in Dublin, Ireland in August, I believe. Yeah. So that should be an interesting fight. Two aggressive guys, um, both very technical strikers, both very aggressive. So it's, it'd be interesting to see that match yeah. up. That one's definitely going to be explosive. I mean, um, no stalemates there, for sure. <laughs> any, any early predictions? Uh, I reckon Rob's going to bring the heat. Of course. Yeah. I think I think he's going to come in um, come in hot on this one definitely. Yeah. So he's been lifting some some heavy weights, so you know we'll see, see how that translates into some power. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And we we were talking earlier before about Israel and the, and the flag. There's been a, a few other controversial um, sort of topics around the Aboriginal flag used in the new NRL launch um, TV ad. They've just launched for the season, and um, Latrell Mitchell is featured holding the Aboriginal flag now. I don't know where the controversy is coming from, to be honest with you, but um, he's got the Aboriginal flag draped over him, obviously embracing his Indigenous culture. Um, I love it. Yeah. I think it's a very diverse game. It's a very multicultural game. Players from all over the world. I I don't get the controversy either, you know, like um, they're saying, you know, it's divisive rather than, you know, unifying by including a flag and things like that, but, you know, the whole point is to inspire. If, you, if you're inspired by that flag, then you know it's doing its job. Hundred percent. Young Indigenous kids looking yeah. up to their heroes it gives them a uh, hope to that someday maybe I'll be able to perform on that uh, on that stage. And I mean, you only need to look at the Indigenous All Stars versus the Maori All Stars game the, the other week to know how much um, passion is behind it. Definitely a lot of passion behind it. What else is happening, Hal? Uh, let's touch on the new women's 2020 cricket high, highest attendance record. Ooh, yeah, see this? Yeah, the T20 um, final broke the record at the MCG, 86,000 and something. That's crazy. It's amazing. The highest ever crowd attendance for any female sport ever. Yeah. It, is that right? Apparently, well, globally. That's crazy. Plus, you know, I was watching um, some Premier League in the weekend. Manchester Derby, Man United versus Man City. Probably, you know, one of the biggest games on the calendar. Um, 75,000 people. So to put that into perspective... One of the biggest games in the English Premier League. Uh, although, you know, that's the capacity of Old Trafford, but um, 86,000 people at a women's T20 final. It's great. I love, I love seeing the growth of women's sports here in Australia. And we, we support um, some women's, a- women's athletes, women Western Bulldogs team. We've got Ellie Blackburn as one of our, um, uh, our hero athletes. The growth of women's sports in Australia is phenomenal. I think Australians just get behind sport in general. They don't yeah. care about gender. As long as they're seeing some great skills, physicality, and the women... Li- Definitely bring it. Yeah. Um, they play with emotion and, and skill and tenacity, and I, I love it. I, I think it'll continue to grow and expand, and yeah, yeah, it's good and, to see. You know, women bring um, something else to the table. You know, obviously, um, men are a bit more, you know, powerful and strong in, in general, just generalizing over here. 
but it's kind of proven that women have a higher threshold for pain, better agility, um, better emotional perception. You know, they say men see emotion in black and white, women see emotion in 4K, color, 3D. I won't argue with that. <laughs> what else is happening, Al? Uh, last one we're going to touch on, uh, the San Yang Chinese swimmer doping incident. Mm, this came to light sort of last year. Yeah, um, a few uh, a few swimmers from around the world, including an Australian swimmer, sort of refused to stand on the podium with him when he when he won gold. I think it was at the World Champs, but um, yeah, so he's been for been for eight years. Crazy. For... I, I heard the story was he smashed some vials of urine uh, when that was it um, urine or blood? Urine or blood? I'm not actually sure, but yeah. when that um, water officials came to take a sample, and you know, I'm no judge, but. Guilty in my book. <laughs> well, <laughs> Darren's laid down the hammer. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say guilty too. I, I think yeah. if you're if you're going to those lengths to hide uh, a test, if you've got if you have nothing to hide, it's fine. Like you just, you, why would you damage um, samples? So I, I I think where there's smoke, there's fire, and there it, it's a raging fire. I think. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's such a controversial issue at the moment. Um, you know Russia's been banned for the Olympics. So you know, uh, some athletes can compete under an independent flag, but, um, you know, systematic doping. Um, Two-thirds of all doping failures come from supplements nowadays. You know, everybody's blaming their favorite supplement for, for doping failures. Uh, you see it in so many sports, but... That's why the informed sport testing, batch testing on all supplements these days is a must for any athlete. Like, I, if you're an athlete competing at any level, um, I, I just think you would, only, you would only go for products that have that guarantee. Yeah, you know, ultimately, everybody's responsible for what they put into their body. So. Yeah, and in other breaking news, I hear you um, you lost your grand final, Hal. Um, you didn't bring that up. Under 13s. Up. Very upset. Under yeah. 13s. Under 13s, <laughs> D-grade grand final. Yeah, well, I was playing up. I mean, under 11s, typically. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You'd be an imposing character in under 13s, I reckon. Never seen that 12-year-old, 6 foot 8 before. <laughs> yeah, I get asked my birth certificate pretty frequently. <laughs> 2004 over here. All right, I think we should probably um, dive into our topic of today's podcast, how much protein do we need? I know it seems like a very sort of a simple simple topic, simple response, but there's a lot of contributing factors. We'll try and look at a few of them today. But um, look, I, I guess the first, first place to start is how do we calculate? Like how do we calculate how much protein we need? Well, you know, how much protein do we need? Sounds like a simple question. Um, there's a short answer. And there's a long answer to this question. So I'm guessing like it, it definitely di- differs between sort of someone with higher activity weight training athlete versus someone sedentary for using protein or having protein for health purposes. So what is the range? Yeah. So um, before we get into the range, you know, answering the question, how much protein do you need? Well, um, typical recommendations now are for athletes are about two grams per kilogram of body weight per day. Mm-hmm. So um, two grams of protein. Um, if you're 75 kilo body weight, that's 150 grams of protein per day. And, you know, that's um, typically spread out throughout meals and, and things like that. New research um, published pretty much this week in the Journal, journal of Nutrition um, suggests that it might actually be higher for athletes, you know, something up to three grams um, of protein per kilogram body weight. So day. for athletes, somewhere between two to three grams per kilogram of body weight is what you'd be aiming for. Yeah. Um, we'll actually um, link some of these studies in the in the show notes. Um, you know, some of them are pretty new, so people might be interested in actually having a look at um, the details themselves. Obviously, you know, athletes do have a higher requirement for protein um, because you're playing these sports, and you know, um, the reconfiguring of your muscles that occurs and the adaptations that happen during sport. 
you need protein to kind of support this, help your recovery, and you know, um, get better, mm -hmm. improve your performance. So that's an athlete. <clears throat> We're probably mainly talking to people involved in sport here, but just to, just to give sort of a bit of a contrast, people that aren't exercising or just sedentary, what's the recommended sort of intake per kilogram of, of body weight? Well, um, once again, it actually depends on, on your dietary preferences, and there's no one-size-fits-all approach. Um, but um, typically, Australians tend to not have a deficiency in protein. So um, most people should probably be aiming for around 1.5 grams um, of protein per kilogram body weight per day. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't just mean protein shakes. You know, there's many ways you can get protein into that. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I eat plenty of fish every, every day uh, for lunch. You see that you know, tuna, salmon, sardines. Hal, Hal's cringing. He, he, he's very sensitive to tuna. Every time, yeah. Every time you pull the, the lid off the tuna or the sardines, everyone runs out of the kitchen. But um, takes out the whole kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, athletes higher requirements, two to three, sedentary around one and a half. But there's many proteins not just used in the body for for building muscle and recovery. There's exactly. many other functions that it has. Can, what are what are some of the main ones? Yes. So uh, I guess, um, you know, when it comes to nutrition, there's not that many things that we know for certain because in, in people's lives and lifestyles, there's so many, so many factors that can affect um, nutrition research and therefore the conclusions that people can draw from this. And, you know, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. <clears throat> uh, my expertise is actually in nutrients themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've got a few degrees here and there, but uh, we won't get into that today. <laughs> yeah, let's not start throwing your degrees around. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, protein does have heaps of benefits um, number one probably it's effect on satiety eating protein fills you up more so than you know other macronutrients regulating blood sugar levels regulating blood sugar levels and you know preserving your muscle and um, improving your muscle function it's very important because muscle is plays a very important role in general metabolism health wise hair skin nails immune function uh, all of the above so um, you know if, if you take out water you're basically 80% protein Yep. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite things to say is that amino acids are life. Amino acids are basically my favorite thing in the world. Um, you're made out of them. Uh, basically, your, your skin, your organs, everything that functions is made from amino acids. So super important to get protein. What happens if I don't get enough? Um, if you don't get enough, um, you know, if you're performing some intense exercise and not getting enough protein, um, typically you'll look at your protein stores, i.e. you'll break down your muscles um, to get this uh, amino acids into your blood. Um, carbs actually have another role of sparing uh, protein because um, carbs are a very efficient fuel source. So carbs definitely play a role when it comes to sort of muscle growth and things like that as well, allowing protein to do its main function and not be used as a, as a fuel source. Exactly. So car carbs are your primary fuel source and um, protein tends to be a, a backup, um, but it serves all these other functions that's not just the fuel source. So rewind the clock. 50 years for me, mm -hmm. I'm just getting into training. I think the more protein, the better. Yeah. Um, can you have too much protein? And what happens to the excess protein? I mean, there's got to be a limit in what you can digest and utilize. Yeah, so um, can you have too much protein? Well, you can have too much of anything, but um, you know, there's a bit of an old wives' tale um, that protein is bad for your kidneys. Um, well, there's this recent meta-analysis. Meta-analysis is a study of other studies. So it systematically reviewed studies, and it looked at over 2,100 studies on protein consumption. Uh, we'll link this as well, Hal. Um, and basically the conclusion was um, protein up to and above, you know, even 3 grams per kilogram body weight per day um, doesn't seem to have any uh, negative effects on your um, 
kidney function. And, and what, what happens if you do have too much? What, what happens to it in the body? Are you storing it? Are you excreting it? Or Yeah, well, you know, you kind of hear some guys say, if I'm more than 20 grams of protein per day, uh, can't you just person it up? <laughs> well, uh, not really, right? So um, that 20 gram um, ceiling effect is what you require to re- um, maximize your muscle protein synthesis. So think of muscle protein synthesis as muscle growth and repair, right? Yeah. Um, after exercise, you experience muscle protein breakdown. Although, um, you know, 24 hours after that, you actually, um, your body triggers muscle protein synthesis, and that's uh, what you're trying to get balanced. Mm-hmm. So the two things that can trigger muscle protein synthesis are exercise and protein. But actually, together, they work synergistically and increase muscle protein synthesis above either one. Answer. So should we be aiming to consume protein throughout the day? Is it is Does it matter if I have sort of all of my protein intake over two meals or should we be splitting it over sort of five, six meals traditionally? Like that's what people seem to do. Yeah, so, um, you know, typically uh, a lot of people like to dismiss um, bodybuilders when it comes to sports and, you know, proper, um, you know, nutrition training. But uh, that's, that's not wise. Bodybuilders are, you know, pushing it to the limit and a lot of the, the understanding that we have of protein and muscle growth and repair come from these bodybuilders. Can't just dismiss them as juice heads, right? Yeah. So, um, oh, like I was touching on the ceiling effect, you know, 20 grams to 30 grams, depending on your body weight and a few other factors, that's what it takes to maximize muscle protein synthesis. But um, amounts above that, you're not pissing it out, as they say. Um, you know, there's plenty of other functions in your body that um, protein's being used for, um, secondary as a fuel. But, um, it, it, it's definitely all, all utilized. So as far as supplements, are you sort of integrating them around training times and, and trying to get protein from whole foods throughout the rest of the day? Is that is that the ideal way to go about it? Or there's a lot of people sort of on the road, on the go, busy throughout the day that sort of supplement with shakes as well when they can't get a meal in? Is, is that the general sort of guideline? Yeah, so, you know, myself, I like to get most of my protein from food and I use uh, a few shakes in the day to top that up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm typically hitting 180, 200 grams plus of protein per day. And just to do that from uh, lots of cans of tuna isn't that easy. No. So um, I, I throw in a few shakes per day. Uh, actually, t- going back to your um, previous question, which I didn't really answer about timing, um, you know, the most important thing when it comes to you know, um, training nutrition is your calorie balance. Above that is your macronutrients, you know, the quantity of protein. Um, then it's things like uh, micronutrients. Sorry, technical peeps. <laughs> um, that, that was Hal. He's just still trying to figure out how to use these abacus. Please stop playing solitaire. <laughs> playing Angry Birds, all right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, then timing is you know less important than you know getting a total protein intake for that. But yeah, going back to the second question, what forms of protein? Well, you know, um, we refer to things that, like chicken as protein. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, 100 grams of chicken has only about 31, 32 grams of protein in it. Yep. Um, there's all this other stuff in there. Um, you know, there's fats, there's other micronutrients and things. Top three sources of protein from food. Top three? Yep. Um, well, there's many ways to, to measure protein quality, but, uh, you know, dairy protein is a really good source. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken is okay, but, um, you know, eggs, really good source of protein. My, my go-to source of protein, sardines. Sardines. So that's for the other sort of micronutrient profile that, that sardines have. But yeah, there's a few different options and, yeah. and it's good to mix it up throughout the day. Yeah. You but, know, every, um, everybody has their own preferences and everybody's lifestyle. And, you know, food is not just uh, about macronutrients and micronutrients. You know, every important event in your life revolves around food. Whether you're getting married at a funeral, 
uh, you know, first date with your, your next wife. Who gets married at a funeral? Comma. <laughs> you miss the dollar yeah. now. That's a funeral. There's food everywhere. Darren's so. a savage. He'd probably get married at a funeral. <laughs> uh, portion sizes. So for the people that sort of don't know, like I've got half a chicken breast or I've got three eggs. Like how much? How much protein do people know how to use? Like say for example, three eggs. Yeah. Like so, are you getting the required amount? Um, well, you know, one egg is typically around six grams of protein. So you know, three eggs is about eighteen grams. And you, you're, you're, there's some apps out here that, that, that calculate it for you. What's the best app to go to? Um, well, the one that I've used the most in the past is MyFitnessPal. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm not tracking my macros like that anymore, but it's really important to you know, track your macros just to get a baseline. So you know, what tracking your macros means for people that are really new to the game is uh, you know, keeping track of your total calorie intake uh, and also you know, counting how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat. Protein, carbs, and fat, these are the three ma- main macronutrients. Beautiful. Yeah. So just to summarize, multiple sources of protein from food, different types, chicken, egg, fish, sardines, as you yeah. say, um, supplements around training time for digestion times, between two to three grams per kilogram of body weight for people that are into activity. Yeah. Anything else you want to summarize? I guess, you know, protein shakes do have a, a pretty good purpose. Uh, I love them. They're tasty. <laughs> but um, the main thing is that they're convenient and they absorb quite quickly. Yep. Um, although absorption, you know, comes back to timing and things like that, which aren't the, the foundation of your nutrition, they're still, uh, still important. And, you know, you can't underestimate the whole convenience aspect of it. Beautiful. We've got a couple of listener questions that have that've come in. If you do want to submit any listener questions, submit to our email address, podcast at masashi.com, and we will do our best to filter through and answer your questions in the following podcast. But one's come through via Instagram. Sure, okay. guys. This one's from uh, Tobin Heller from Balmain, New South Wales. And um, he asks if doing too much cardio will impact his gains. For example, he wants to know, uh, does it make a difference if I go for a run immediately after going to the gym? I got a, I got a quick answer. I like to separate cardio and weight training, um, but if you are if you do need to combine it, yes, do it after weight training. Um, as long as your cardio sessions are not impacting your strength levels while you're training, so you're recovering from your cardio sessions for your strength training sessions, um, go for it. Obviously, you need to a nutritional plan that that. Um, can match up with the uh, level of output, what you're doing through cardio and weights, so you won't lose any muscle tissue. But I think including cardio in your regime is super important for many, many health reasons and for fat loss. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I kind of agree. Um, putting cardio at the end of your workout, um, you know, you only have a certain amount of energy per day and, you know, you know, only have a certain number of days in your week. So um, getting the most efficient bang for your buck is, you know, starting off with a good warm-up, getting to the strength training and then, uh, um, doing some cardio afterwards. Obviously, different people have different goals. You know, if you're trying to get um, your endurance up, um, basically you're going to get more efficient at whatever exercise you do. So focus focus on that first, and then whatever energy you have left over, without you know getting managing fatigue incorrectly and things like that, um, then, then that's always secondary. Sounds like a good response. We always like to finish the podcast with a with a famous quote from Miyamoto Masashi. You're, I know you're, you love your quotes. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, we will finish the podcast with a, a famous quote every time, but uh, I thought we were going to play a little game today as well before we get into Masashi quotes because, you know, okay. Masashi's knowledge is timeless and it transcends time from the 1600s and still applicable today, but, you know, a few athletes out there also drop some gems of wisdom. So uh, we've got how to select some, some quotes off the internet. 
Are we going to guess who the athlete is that said it? And we've got to guess who it is. So Go for it, Hal. What do you got? The quote today is, it isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. The pebble in your shoe? Isn't the mountains ahead to climb? But it's the pebble in your shoe. Whoever this athlete is, deep. Too much time to think. Not enough, not enough time training. Take a guess. Um, I'm going to go Lance Armstrong. I am going to go Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good example. Um, I know you love basketball, but I don't think it's going to be a basketball. I am going to go Roger Federer. Nope. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, oh, damn it. He's a philosopher. Do we have a Musashi quote now? We yeah, do. We so, um, you know, uh, I'm here as a scientist, but really, I'm just a philosopher. So, <laughs> um, the Masashi quote for the day is you must understand that there's more than one route to the top of the mountain more than one path to the top of the mountain so you oh. changed your voice when you said that quote too. yeah I almost went full samurai over there you like, did I thought you were going to grab the sword that we've got here and uh, nah. yeah, go full kill bill on us but um, so you must understand there's more than one path to the top of the mountain for me that There's more than one. There's more than one way to do things, and I think you can, if you link that back to nutrition, there's not a one style fits all, one nutritional plan that fits all approach. I think you, you need to find what works for you, discover your own path, trial different nutritional plans, different diets, different, and, and, and do what works for you. That's that's how I would link it back to nutrition. Yeah, and you know you can really link that to anything in life. There's more than one way to the uh, more than one path to the top of the mountain, and you know asking how much protein you need. Um, different spots require different amounts of protein as well. Yeah. Um, you know, strength strength training. If you're somebody like me, you're getting 200 grams plus per day. Uh, if you you know, it's not so important to have big muscles, you're probably getting less. And 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 to end on a positive note, I think if 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 one path ends, another path is always there to explore and to keep to keep going up that mountain. So. Yeah. Uh, um, Any wise words to finish on, dear? I think that's some wise words, Ross. So I'll, I'll stop flexing now. I've been flexing this whole thirty minutes, so <laughs> you can breathe again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for anyone that wants to leave reviews on our iTunes uh, podcast page or on our YouTube page, we will take a look at those reviews. We'll give you a shout out in the next episode, and we'll grab your details. We'll actually send you a free Masashi T-shirt, similar to worn worn by our model here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, leave a review. Um, try try and make it positive, obviously, and um, I think that'll do us for today. Yeah, and you know, uh, we'll link all the studies that we talked about today, and also there's a, an article that accompanies this about diving into you know some of the more um, other requirements for protein in different spots and things like that. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks, and um, it's good to catch up as always. And yeah, good good chat. Good chat. Episode one, one and done. Masashi R and D session, episode one and done. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Masashi out.